0: I'm your host, Dr. Jake Geis, and today I'm joined by Austin Baker, who is the Ventilation Director for Hogslat. Now, I'd like to welcome Austin to this program. Um, he graduated from Clemson University with a Bachelor of Science degree in Animal Sciences, and then he has now designed animal production facilities, am I correct in this, 17 countries in most of the states in America? That's right. That's a pretty impressive resume right there.
1: Yeah, I mean, graduating with what I did in animal sciences, like most, was planning to stay close to home. Mm -hmm. But in uh, South Carolina, there's very limited opportunity. So now my passport is uh, over 75 pages. Japers.
0: Yeah. You got a lot of little ink stamps on that passport. That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) And probably a few miles on your pickup, too. Only a couple thousand a year. Oh, jeepers. That's not a big deal then. (laughs) So I guess really, you know, to kind of start our uh, conversation here, you know, winter is, I'll call it here, especially up here in the Dakotas. And it's a time of year that really requires a lot of preparation for our buildings. But guys are a lot of time trying to balance, you know, everything that's going on from day to day with chores or maybe sick animals or whatnot as opposed to the things that like prepping the building for winter, they kind of get left behind. So what to begin with are some of the things that aren't readily addressed when producers should be preparing for cold weather and, and the snow's coming on?
1: Well, really the the biggest challenge obviously is, is that temperature drop. You know, most people are not going to walk around the outside of their barns. Not that, you know, everybody would, we would like to see that happen anyway year round. But once there's a little bit of snow in the ground, that, that trip around the outside becomes that much more of a, a true chore to do so i mean a, th- a lot of it will start co- focusing on barn tightness you know the curtain issues the the insulation foil stuff like that that i think most people are fairly used to by now what we've got to remember is that we are going to be dropping our rate of ventilation significantly you know, in we need to finish barns, you know, depending on what time of year you place, you could be only pulling one, one and a half, two CFM per head. So now we're trying to get down and control a very, very minute amount of air. And the, that is a very big challenge on a, on a barn that's designed to go from, you know, 15 pounds to 285 pounds hog. I mean, that's, that's a really, really new chore. So that would be the first place that I like to start really is barn tightness. Um, again, addressing those holes gaps uh things like that in the curtain the curtain doesn't have any r value anyway so when it gets cold and the wind blows against it it's going to pull some heat out of that facility um that's where really adding in that that insulated foil kind of starts coming in um some folks you know go back with a heavier curtain one thing that definitely gets overlooked in these pit ventilated barns is the pit lid you know depending on what that material is You've got two different types of material, one being concrete, so it expands and contracts at different rates. So that can create a problem too, because then there's a gap there. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're trying to dial down that minimum ventilation, that somewhere else that air can come in, and not necessarily being controlled
0: through your facility.
1: So you know,
0: you addressed kind of a couple uh, different things with, like you said, um, the pit lid and the curtains or whatnot. Are there anything in the structural parts of the building that? You maybe start to see wear out and have gaps sooner than other parts of the building
1: yeah, so again wherever wherever you have two diff- wherever two different materials meet, so say in the corners uh, where that metal ceiling and that wood come together, mm-hmm. you know after several years that expansion and contraction and the barn starts to settle itself. there's gaps there. And, you know, walking through facilities with a thermal camera, it's very obvious, but it may not be totally obvious to a grower. So one thing to definitely look for is condensation. Um, So if you've got a little bit of a leak somewhere in a corner or say lack of insulation, say your insulation's moved in your attic, uh, you're going to have a condensation point. Mm -hmm. And what ends up happening then is when that gas, that ammonia hits that condensation, it will become basic and start to rust out the metal faster.
0: You know, the condensation, like you see that it, where, where you've got insulation areas. Are there any areas where they normally see condensation maybe
1: wouldn't be quite as concerned about? You're going to see it. it that's going to go back to your temperature differential. Sure. You know, yeah, say yeah. it's cold, cold on one side and, and hot on the other, that's where you're going to have condensation. Yeah. And if it's supposed to be that way, then I, I wouldn't wouldn't stress too much about it. The curtains, mm-hmm. uh, some doors, depending on, on the type of door and, and really – how much of an insulation value does that door have? You're probably going to see it on exterior doors, especially if it's a, a thinner door. Mm-hmm. Uh, walls, concrete just absorbs as much heat as you want to put to it. Mm-hmm. So that that becomes a, a unique challenge as well.
0: I just asked from the same point of obviously you see condensation in some areas. And before we, we jump to conclusions, we got to know why it's there. Sure. Guess, what I'm getting yep. at. Sure. So, You know, if you are comparing what you get ready for in the winter, I mean, uh, in comparison to some of the things you're doing in the summer, um, Mm -hmm. what are some of the things you're going to do differently if we flip the, to the other time of the year and vice versa?
1: So let's take a look at at what's really driving the system, which are the fans. And basically all they are is a pump. So get prepping for summertime, that spring of the year, I want to be looking at my belts, pulleys. Uh, basically anything that's going to transfer as much energy from that motor to that fan blade is I I want that as perfect as I can get it. So changing out belts is great, but more often than not, that pulley can only take a couple different belts before it's worn out as well. And that needs to be changed out. You know, now you're looking anywhere from six to 8% of your output, just because the pulleys are worn out, you know, on the flip side, when we're, we're dialing these fans back to a variable rate, any type of dust accumulation on those shutters, is going to take away some of that airflow. So, you know, you're want to go through and actually clean those pit shutters and that fan so that there's less drag going through that system. So when you dial back your your variable, you know, that fan has a much easier time pulling that air out, not trying to get it over and through creating drag through the shutter over the edges of the the fan housing that's covered in dust and manure.
0: I bet you've seen a couple of doozies on people that didn't realize that that was something that should be cleaned off, huh?
1: You know, there's there's a lot of stories, but one of my favorites. Um, I got a phone call. Humidity inside of a barn was absolutely horrible. So I was going to be in that part of the country that week. So I swung by. And it was a, a couple hours out of my way, no big deal. And one of the pit fans, the shutter had actually fallen out of the back of the, sh- the fan. The wind was allowing that fan to spin backwards. So when it went to start up, it actually started in reverse. The polarity reversed inside the motor. So it was blowing into the pit, causing the humidity to then rise in the barn. Ooh. So again, the walk around the outside of the barn thing would have really paid dividends when they'd been able to just see that. When you stand in front of a pit fan and there's no air coming at you and it's running, there's an issue. Yeah, And you know, too, that goes back to there's a lot of people that are transitioning from pit ventilation to wall wall minimum ventilation. Mm-hmm. And the, just keeping the, the fans clean in and of itself is, is an extremely easy chore. You know, in the summertime, I, I recommend as well, just keep a broom or something down on that end of the barn to help knock the dust off of, of what's accumulating. Because that air, as it goes through most of the shutters that we have on the market, is actually the force that lifts that shutter. As that shutter gets heavier, you then lose
0: airflow. And so is that something you'd like to see? If you had your druthers, when how often would you like to see that occur and... If you, if you go with them, well, as I like to say when I'm working in practice, uh, real world, how often that's does it need right. to occur?
1: You know, on um, pit fans, if you can get it once per turn, that's great. Once a year may be more likely, mm-hmm. uh, especially once you're going into those winter months would probably be when I would clean them. Sure, uh, Just because you know you were going to be running your minimum ventilation then. For the big fans, once a week. It doesn't take long, you know, especially if you had a... a you know, a plug-in blower or something like that, and just hit the fans real quick. But that, you know, now you're looking at an additional 10% of output because of the, just the dirty fan shutter.
0: Sure. And then you think about the cost on the, just running that's that exactly fan right. more. That's, that's right. That's exactly right. Let alone the cost of the animal and production value. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, you know, as we're kind of looking at our seasonal stuff, is there anything else you'd like to add that you'd like guys to think about uh, either here as they're uh, prepping or, Maybe a little bit behind, but going to prep now for the winter that's upon us, or perhaps it's a look for next summer.
1: So, you know, one thing going into this winter, all barns really should have some type of a redundant system. You know, we walk into a barn and typically there's always one interface being the main controller.
0: There's also usually an emergency
1: curtain drop or there's emergency fan outputs. You know, and that's something that a lot of people don't really pay attention to until there's a problem. So, obviously, when it gets very cold outside, that 100 degrees or not, in high 90s that you had that backup thermostat set at for your curtain drop won't ever get to that point. So, those pigs, you know, there could be a catastrophic failure there. You know, that room temperature is never going to get that hot. That curtain may not drop. So, that would be one of the first things I'd pay attention to. Uh, secondly, where are they placed in the barn? Um, sometimes those got placed early on or, or, you know, some older facilities never really had them. We don't want to screw those to the ceiling. You know, that's the hottest point in that tire facility. You know, you're looking, you're going to be a five to eight degree di- temperature differential from the floor to the ceiling, just because all your heat is concentrating there. So we don't want that there either.
0: And the pigs aren't on the ceiling, so
1: that's exactly right. And the tendency is going to be to run it up instead of moving it. They're going to run the temperature up just so the curtain stays up. Mm-hmm. Also, just you're exercising, and this is winter and summer, but exercise your curtain drops. You know, uh, multi-stranded even if it is stainless cable will develop a memory and over time that core, it, it basically will rust from the inside out you won't ever see it so it'll create a core that then wraps around that drum if it goes to release it may not fall all the way so that would be something monthly that i, that I would really push everybody to check first of the month you're paying your bills we'll go ahead and make sure that your you've got good insurance your curtain drop's gonna fall biggest thing too on those backup thermostats know which fan that thermostat is going to control because what ends up happening is once people go in and put in their winter covers or their shutters or anything like that to seal that barn up as best they can to conserve heat, they're not thinking of, well, if it does get really, really hot and I need a fan, which one's turning on? And sometimes they'll cover that fan up and then it's, it's basically useless or they just unplug them all together. Uh, so definitely know your redundant system and what the backup is and that it's set you know, two or three degrees after whatever that stage for that fan is. Um, the other thing with controllers, you know, that main interface. Check your temperature differentials. A lot of times, farmers are uh, are masters of just making things work. So it may have worked in the spring and fall, but now that it's going to, you know, really get into a challenging temperature. You know, go back to make sure all your temperature differentials are 2 degrees. And the other the other thing with the temperature differential is is heater overruns. You know, uh, a 60,000 BTU heater at your Hogslot store is going to cost pretty close to the same thing as 250,000 BTU heater. So why not just go ahead and buy the bigger one? So we've almost all the heaters in in barns now are over oversized. So when I when I talk about heater overrun, basically when that controller calls for the heat to turn on, And from the time the controller senses that room temperature to stop, how much longer does that temperature continue to rise after it has shut off? And that's something to pay attention to because a lot of times, you know, in the wintertime, that temperature should never get back to your target. Whatever your set point is, that temperature should never get there. It should get just underneath it. So that's something to pay attention to, too. And that can be manually manipulated. You know, just go in with your minimum ventilation set however you want it. Just flip on your heater, let it turn on and run to what the off temperature is and cut it off. And then just watch it however far it's going to run. And that's the additional offset that you're going to have to have so that you know you will never get back to your set point. Because typically what will, what will happen is as that temperature, that heat overrun happens, then your fans start ramping up to get rid of it. So, why what? I mean, it creates a fantastic environment, but it's very expensive to do so.
0: Oh, money's cheap right now, right?
1: (laughs) That's exactly right,
0: yeah. Well, thank you very much, Austin. Really appreciate you taking the time to talk uh, to us. And um, for all our producers out there listening today, y'all take care, folks.